0: I
1: mean up. His son came to fix our biggest problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all get that? Yeah. He came to fix our biggest problem. Your biggest problem is not that your your roof is leaking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that's not your biggest your biggest problem is not that your bank account is empty. Right. That's right.
2: right. That's, right. Not, that's not the biggest That's problem. not
1: the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Your biggest problem is not that your back hurt. No. That's not your biggest, biggest problem our biggest problem is our sin,
0: period. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. So often, preparation for Christmas involves lights and decorations, shopping for gifts, and preparing the perfect meal. But Christmas has a much deeper meaning than all of these things. In the message series, Preparing Our Hearts for Christmas, we'll learn how true preparation begins with having hearts full of hope, joy, peace, and love. This is especially important today with how COVID-19 has dramatically changed our lives. One change has been our inability to gather together with one another. So let's join Pastor Rob and his wife Carolyn from their home as they bring God's message. Here's the fourth message in the series. Filling our hearts with love.
1: Um, A, write this down. Proper preparation for Christmas produces love in the human heart. L-O-V-E. In the human heart. And if you're getting prepared properly, that is. Right. (laughs) And I want to give you a, a, a few reasons why it produces love in the human heart. Number one. Because the eventuality of the first Christmas is rooted in love.
2: Yeah.
1: Love. Christmas finds its roots in love. It's rooted in love. Mm -hmm. Look at what first John four, nine and 10 says. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, mm-hmm. not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Amen. 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 And the, one of the, the significant and maybe the most significant things for uh, about this from our perspective is his son came to fix our biggest problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all get that? Yeah. He came to fix our biggest problem. Your biggest problem is not that your leaf your roof is leaking. <laughs> it ain't okay. <laughs> okay. That's not your biggest. Your biggest problem is not that your bank account is empty. Right.
2: That's right. right. That's, right. Not, that's not the biggest. That's problem. not the
1: biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Your biggest problem is not that your back hurt.
2: No.
1: That's not your biggest biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Our biggest problem is our sin.
2: Okay. That's Period. Sin. Yep
1: because it's not the leaky roof that that keeps you from being with God eternally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not the back hurting that keeps you from being spending your uh, uh at God's feet worshiping him
2: mm-hmm. in heaven. Yeah.
1: It's not any of our earthly problems that keeps us from relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It is our sin that does that. That's why it is our biggest problem. Yeah. And Jesus came to fix our biggest problem. Mm,
2: that's in nature.
1: That's in nature. Yeah. Absolutely. So yes. that's real love. That's yeah. real love.
2: Yeah.
1: You ever, um, someone for something and they gave you more than you asked for. Mm-hmm. And they actually, uh, what you had asked for was a, a partial solution to your problem. But what they gave you was a complete solution to your problem. Example might be, you know, you need a ride to home home and you just you just ask them to take you to BART yeah. or or yeah. to take you, you know, to the main street mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they took you all the way home. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus came to take us all, all the, way the way home. And home is with our Father in mm-hmm. heaven. That's home.
2: Yeah man, that's good.
1: came to fix our biggest problem. Mm-hmm. The second reason that uh, proper preparation produces love in the human heart is because the proper response to God's love is to love love him back.
2: Mm.
1: okay and The proper response to God's love is to love him back. So we love him out of we love him from our hearts with we love him. our hearts are filled with love for him. Um, through that. So we love him back. Mm-hmm. It, it, isn't that what you want uh, from those that you love? Mm-hmm. Don't you want the ones you love, the ones you show love, to love you back? Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah.
2: Teddy Benegrass wrote a song about
1: that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feels yeah. so good. Feels so good loving, loving somebody, somebody when somebody, somebody loves, loves you back. You back. <laughs> and, and that's a fact. And that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all probably yeah. don't even, probably yeah, don't even know nothing just, about Teddy Bennegrave. right over
2: their heads. <laughs> I, I know. People,
1: when I do these kinds of things, people say, Yo, you're dating yourself. You know what? I really don't have a problem being dated.
2: That's right. You know, I I
1: don't mind being dated. You know <laughs> yeah. why? Because that means that God allowed me to be here for the time frame mm-hmm. that I can see a date that far. That's that, right. That long. That's right. Uh, so it's it's a blessing. I get dated. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to mm-hmm. be dated. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right. and I can use my datedness, if you will, uh-huh. to educate some people who aren't so dated as I. But anyway, look at what 1 John 4.19 says. It says, we love him, speaking of God, because he first loved us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Yeah. So because he first loved us, it causes us to love him back yep. and to love him. So it produces love in our heart mm-hmm. because of the love God showed when he sent his son yeah. to love God back. And then there's a third reason I want to share and why it produces love uh, for prep- proper preparation, produces love in the human heart. And that is because the proper response to God's love is also to love one another. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's another way that we respond to God's love is to love one another.
2: Yeah. He tells us that in his word. He tells right? us that
1: in his word. Yeah. And God is our example of that. He's mm-hmm. our example of, of showing love. Mm-hmm. And so we are to, to replicate the love that he showed for us yeah. for one another. And look what it says in 1 John four eleven. It says here, dear friends. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Amen. It doesn't get any plainer than that. That's right. All right. Since (laughs) God loved us, we ought to love one another. So we're going to continue to move here. And then I want to now give you some things that you can do to fill your hearts with love. So B, write this down. Uh, What can we do to fill our hearts with love? So here's some action steps that we can take to fill our hearts with love and get prepared for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Number one, we can do what God says.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that seems simple enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm glad you said that because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna um, piggyback on that idea right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can simply do what mm-hmm. God says.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. <laughs> Look what it says here in 1 John five three it says in fact this is love for god to keep his commands does it get any plainer than that <laughs> okay all right let's i want that to sit with you a little bit this is love for god it says and that is to keep his commands it reads on and his commands are not burdensome mhm yeah his commands are not burdens burdensome yeah Y'all hear that? It says it's not a burden to do what God says. Right,
2: Especially he's going to give you the help to do it. You All, right. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> All you have to do is ask.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a burden. I know you've been telling yourself and the devil been telling you too mm-hmm. that that's too hard. Well, this scripture says that's a lie. You lied to yourself. And the devil lied to you, too, that it ain't too hard. Um, Let me give you look what it says here. in Philippians 2.13. It says. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Yeah. Y'all hear that? Mm
2: -hmm. So my
1: wife just said it. She said, God's going to help you do it. this passage says that part of the reason that it's not hard to do. And the main reason is not burdensome to do is that God is going to help you to do what he wants you to do. Mm -hmm. That right there should make us shout because many times people have given us things to do. (laughs) Whoever it was, a parent, a boss, a teacher, a coach or whoever And they gave you a task to do, but didn't give you the proper help to do it.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm sure you've been there in Mm -hmm. life by now. Mm -hmm. And you know the frustration, you know the pain, you know the hurt, you know the disappointment that comes when you're trying to do something and you don't have the proper help to do it. You start to see yourself as a failure, possibly. Mm -hmm. You start to lose confidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, all kinds of things happen to you psychologically and emotionally because you're trying to do something that you're having trouble doing and you're not getting the help you need to do it.
2: Feel like you can never get ahead. Feel like
1: you never get ahead. But this passage says God has something for us to do. Mm -hmm. And he's not only going to help us do it. He's going to give us the desire to do it. He's going to give us the will to do it. So this is the primary reason why it's not burdensome to do. Mm-hmm. God has help. He's helping us to do it. And yeah. so I want that to sit with you for a minute, because again, we've been wrestling with the idea of doing these things that God says as being hard and difficult. Mm. Let me give you an example, of one that we talk about this way. I have even talked about it this way. He said, "Love your enemies." Oh, we're to, oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. oh, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. All right. Now, I know what we mean when we say that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But we really need to change our mindset about that. Mm-hmm. Because if we gonna, if we put this passage, Philippians two thirteen, with the passage where God says, "Love your enemies." Then we can't make that statement. You mm-hmm. can't make that statement, right,
2: right?
1: because they don't line up. They
2: don't. Yeah, that's right. They don't line up. Mm-hmm. All right, and
1: I, I, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you've been doing or what anybody said, those passages won't line up with our us saying it's it's too hard to do.
2: Yeah,
1: or that I can't do it. I, it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. That's not true. And just for the sake of helping us understand it, I want to read 1 John 5, 3 and two other translations so we can see it see it there. And maybe this can help us get past that mental block. So it says here in the uh, Common English Bible, 1 John 5, 3, it says, this is the love of God. We keep God's commandments. God's commandments are not difficult. hmm all right right. they're not difficult Mm -hmm. all right so even the one loving your enemies the text is saying god's commandments are not difficult Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and philippians 2 13 again says god's gonna help you and then look what it says in the easy to read version
2: easy to
1: read same verse john first john five three loving god means obeying his commands that's what it means and God's commands are not too hard for us.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So let's change our mindset about God's commands, change our language about God's commands, and let this sit with our spirits so that when we're trying to do what God says, mm-hmm. that we we don't tell ourselves it's hard because that, that that can make us cop out and give up. Yeah. We need to start telling ourselves, Well, God, you said it's not too hard. Mm-hmm. You said I can do it. Yep. And are you gonna help me do it? So make that your prayer, make that your request. God, I'm having trouble, so help me so that I won't have trouble and I can do what you want me to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That can be a new prayer of yours. Yeah. It's good. So here's the thing, I wanna leave you with this last thought regarding this. So if obeying God is something we can do, mm-hmm. And should do then if we don't do it, we are being neglectful we're being neglectful because we can and should do it then we don't that's neglect yeah
2: that sounds about right
1: that's neglect that's
2: neglect
1: uh, we all know what it feels like to be neglected
2: mm-hmm.
1: all right overlooked, cast out we know what that feels like um and it doesn't feel good. Um, and we, and when we're feeling that way, we, we get really strong feelings against those who treat us that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, we treat God that way mm-hmm. when we don't do what he says. We neglect. He says, even when it's, when it's uh, not hard to do, it's, e- it's not hard to do. Now, it's not saying it's easy to do but it's saying it's not too hard to do so it can be done. That's right. Think about that. Don't be neglectful in your demonstration of your love for God by not doing his commands, which are not burdensome, which are not too difficult. Mm-hmm. And he's going to help us do it.
2: And it shows shows that we love him
1: and it shows that we love him.
2: Amen.
1: Amen. All right. The second thing that we can do, to fill our hearts with love is we can forgive someone who has wronged us. Ah, <laughs> we keep stirring the pot here. we still stirring the pot. Yeah,
2: stirring it up.
1: All right. Stirring it up. All right. We can forgive someone who has wronged us. Yeah. Or I can say this way, we can forgive someone who has neglected us. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: We can do it. Look what Proverbs ten twelve says. Hatred, hatred causes arguments, but love overlooks all, all wrongs. wrongs. How many wrongs? All, all wrongs. wrongs. All right. Love. All right. right. Love. All right. Love overlooks love. all wrongs. Yeah. So if we become better lovers, mm-hmm. become better lovers, then we can do it. That's right. All right. And if that's not convincing enough to you, then let me read what Jesus said in here in Matthew 6, 14 and 15.
2: Okay.
1: He says here, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, Mm -hmm. your heavenly father will also forgive you. Mm -hmm. But if you do not forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Wow! Mm. If you need a little bit more motivation, I think that provides (laughs) it. That should. I I want God to forgive me, so God is saying you need to forgive others if that's what you want.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: If that's what you want, if that's what you want.
2: Mm -hmm. At
1: one of the the churches that we were we belonged to before, there was a a a married couple whose son was murdered Mm -hmm. at the age of twenty. And if I recall correctly, there was their only child um you can imagine how difficult that must yeah, have been it's
2: really difficult,
1: and their son was he was a giver um their son they they said their son used to sneak homeless people and <laughs> let them sleep on into the house at night and let them sleep on the couch like that, so yeah and they they said their son when he got pizza, he would buy two slices he'll eat one and give one to somebody that needed it mm. his son their son was known to make to befriend um homeless people or people in need and yeah. try to help them the best he could mm. and then the sad part about it they found out that the person that beat him and stabbed him to death mm. was somebody he befriended that he was trying to help. Wow. And and this and the person who's trying to help was a t- was a, a teen a youth who who you know had was falling on hard times had some drug issues mm-hmm. and um had some violent issues. Yeah. It was somebody that their son was trying to help. And they said that this incident nearly destroyed their marriage. Mhm. Mhm. And um yeah and so they wrote a letter they wrote a letter to the murderer of their son forgiving them Mm -hmm. and and the husband said that he believes that forgiving the murder of their son saved his life literally saved his life yeah because he was eating he was he was being destroyed inside out Mm -hmm. by not forgiving and so they started to give presentations on forgiveness um going in and doing Speeches and presentations in prisons, yeah and doing things to help people um in prison and help people heal their hearts
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they started serving through that that became a ministry of theirs but
2: forgiveness is something else forgiveness yeah. is something else mm-hmm.
1: and they they said uh yeah they that forgiving it saved their life that's what mm-hmm. the father says so by
2: them listening to what God says, doing what god Says obeying God, yeah, that saved them, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, forgiveness is real, so that's something that we can do to prepare our hearts um, and fill our hearts with love. Mm-hmm. The third thing that we can do is we can help someone in need, we can help someone in need. Mm-hmm. You know, most people use Christmas to help people with their wants, <laughs> yeah. not their needs. So I'm not saying help people with their wants. I'm saying help people with their needs. First John three seventeen says this. Suppose a believer who is rich enough to have all the necessities of life sees a fellow believer who is poor and does not eat, not have any have even basic needs what if the rich believer does not help the poor one hmm. then it is clear that god's love is not in that person's heart hmm. y'all hmm. see that hmm. if yeah. you don't help you 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 and and i want to back up a little bit here so we don't miss this uh, because a lot of it is do, it has to do with the way that we think so the verse starts out again suppose a believer who is rich enough to have all the necessities of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear what he said? Yeah. This text is telling us that if you have all the necessities of life,
2: mm-hmm. then you're rich. That's right. Just the things you so, need, not the things yes, you want.
1: Yes, if, yes. Yes. If you have all the things you need for life, mm-hmm. you are rich.
2: Right. That's
1: what the passage is saying. Yeah. Now, we tend to think that rich is defined as having a whole gang of stuff you don't even need. Right, right. That's what we define rich as. But the scripture Mm -hmm. is not defining rich that way.
2: Mm -hmm. I heard one pastor say before, if you got change, loose change around the house, loose change in your pocket,
1: you're rich. Yes, yes. (laughs) Because a great portion of the world don't have that. Right. Of the people in the world Mm -hmm. don't have. Loose change.
2: That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So we need to change our mindset about what rich is. Mm-hmm. So the text is telling us that if your needs are met in your life, you yeah. are rich. Yeah. And it's going on to tell us that if you don't help someone who don't have basic needs met.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and, and uh, speaking of a fellow believer, then it is clear There's no doubt about it, that God's love is not in your heart. Mm -hmm. No matter what anyone says, God's love is not in your heart. And so that passage is speaking to the way that believers should relate to each other. I want to read another passage that talks Mm -hmm. about how we just should relate to people in general, whether they are a believer or not. Deuteronomy 24, 21, 22. It says this. When you harvest the grapes in your vineyard, do not go over the vines again. All right. I want you you to track with me here a little bit. So God is telling them when you when you harvest your grapes in your vineyard, don't go over them again to catch the ones and get and gather the ones that you missed. Mm-hmm. all right So
2: leave some grapes on there <laughs> leave, leave leave, leave some
1: there right mm-hmm. so y'all y'all seen that y'all yeah that mind that concept is not foreign to you i know mm-hmm. it's like is that, that you know i'm gonna get i'm gonna get all mine and then i'm gonna make sure i ain't left nothing <laughs> and and right. god said that's not the way that he want his that's people right. to function that's right and it, then the verse reads on it says leave what remains for the foreigner okay for the foreigner Mm-hmm. The fatherless and the widow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leave the remains for them. Mm-hmm. And he says, This is why. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. That is why I command you to do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So God mm-hmm. says, no, let me say this again: don't gather everything and then go back and make sure you got everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God <laughs> says, don't do that. Uh-huh. He says, leave it for those that need it who are foreigners,
2: mm-hmm. who are
1: outside of your group, outside of your family, outside of your clan, a non-believer, if you will. Leave it for them. Right. right. And the reason you want to do it, do it is that you need to remember where you used to be. Mm-hmm. You need to remember your past. Mm-hmm. You need to remember that. Because he says, remember that you was once slaves in Egypt when I before I saved you.
2: Yeah. nothing you you
1: had nothing (laughs) so you need to remember that right so god is instructing his people to be that way
2: yeah and then the concept people already say let the rich get richer you know that's that's not what god is saying to do
1: right you know absolutely not yeah amen and then matthew 19 um, 19 simply says this uh love your neighbor as yourself Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor as you remember what you used to be. <laughs> if you want to help you understand it a little deeper, yeah, remember yeah. what you used to be and and love what you love that person because you used to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, and love your neighbor. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you see people out there acting up or in the supermarket or whatever,
1: and yeah. Remember <laughs> right. when you used to act up. <laughs> You just got (laughs) going. Yeah. Remember when you used to act up? Yeah. Yeah. Lord
2: have mercy. I've been there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so
1: part of loving your neighbor is remembering your past circumstances.
2: Yeah.
1: That's part of it. All right. And then the last thing I want to say that we can do to fill our hearts with love is we can be selfless. Mm -hmm. We can be selfless. Philippians 2, 1 through 4 says this, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: being in one spirit and one mind. Mm -hmm. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Right. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others.
2: Amen.
1: So the scripture is really clear. Really clear. That we need to look to the interests of others more than ourselves. We need to be selfless. Yes. And this is an expression of love. Mm -hmm. That's what we can do. And we have Christ as our example of that and how he being selfless. Mm -hmm. And then in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it goes on to say here, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Yeah. So Christ is our example. He said, God, he was God. He could have Mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'm God. I don't need to become a human being. (laughs) But he decided that he didn't want to use the fact that he was God as Uh his, to his advantage. And he was obedient to the father Mm -hmm. and came down here, became like us and died on the old rugged cross Mm -hmm. for us.
2: He also could have said, I don't, as a human being, he could have said, I don't have to take this from you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i God. Right. You know? When they and, when they started mistreating him, he was like, right. okay, that's the last time you're going to spit on me. <laughs> that's
2: you the know? last he time. Said,
1: spit on me one more time again. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Hit me one more time again. Strike yeah. me one more time that's again. It's right. over right. for you. But he didn't do that. And
2: it could have been over for them, And it could have been over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he
1: didn't do that. Mm. In fact, he was on the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do.
2: Mm. That's love right there. That's love. Yeah.
1: And he's our example. -hmm. And then verse 7 goes on to say, uh, rather, speaking of Christ, rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Mm -hmm. Being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He's our example. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So we need to be like Christ our Lord and our Savior and love the way he loved us by being selfless
0: you've been listening to One by One here's a personal message from Pastor Robert
1: you may have never said yes to Jesus Christ you know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control Transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus. Grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you.
0: To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and
2: ministry updates. Thank you for listening.